Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. and friends and yes it is me Micah so very good to have all of you back with me yet again um, I definitely appreciate it this is actually episode number 16 guys it just seemed like it was only yesterday that I was saying episode number one and episode number two now we're at episode number 16 so we're doing a great job here and it's all because of you for your love and your appreciation and your support so thank you guys for continuing to support me via hipcast.com blog talk radio iTunes Instagram Twitter as well as Facebook definitely appreciate it um, very very special announcement uh, next week April 9th I will have Taji Iman and Aja on the uh, line with me, they'll be announcing the winner of the Spotlight Lip Sync Challenge Finals, okay? So, again, next Wednesday, that's April 9th, 9 p.m., be here or be square, okay? I'm going to have Taji Iman and Aja Kid Bazooka Dupree, my glamama. They'll be on here because um, they co-produce a weekly lip sync challenge, and I uh, believe this coming week is the finals. And then next week, we will announce, or they will announce, who those winners are or who that winner is. I don't know if it's going to be one or two, but we shall see. But, again, stay tuned for that, okay? Well, you guys know what time it is, right? It is time for the free and clear, free and clear, free and clear segment. In less than 30 days, Philadelphia Black Pride presents Love, Laugh, Live, the 15th Annual Black Pride Pin Relay Weekend. That's going to be a good weekend. Pride kickoff Easter Sunday, April 20th, with a pageant showcase featuring Aquarius Dupree, with the main events happening April 24th through April 27th. 
More than 14 different events, including nightlife presented by Simply Christopher, ballroom throwbacks, McFly's Movement, DR Takeover, and many, many more. For more information, you can visit www.phillyblackpride.org or Facebook, Philly Black Pride, or go to their Instagram, Pride Philly. Again, that is Philadelphia Black Pride. Most definitely go out and support them, okay? All right. All right. Miss Duval 2014, the clock is ticking, honoring Giselle Barbie Royale featuring the Miss Duval Dynasty. Divas of Disney will be held in Jacksonville, Florida on June 22nd at the Morocco Shrine Theater. Showtime is at 7 p.m. Registration is at 12 p.m. Presentation is self-expression. They have talent, sportswear, evening gown, and question and answer. The winner will receive $1,200, but it will be 1000 at Crowning. First runner-up, 500 Second runner-up, 250 And best talent, 50 dollars. Entry fee is 200 dollars, baby, okay? The 24th Annual New Orleans Newcomer will be held April 6, 2014 at Cafe Istanbul. Registration is at 1 p.m. Day of the pageant, $125 to enter. Categories include presentation white, evening gown, formal wear, sportswear, talent, and Q&A for the top five if the contestant number allows that, okay? All right. Now, two days prior to that, we'll be held, uh, well, there will be uh, having Mr. and Miss Models, Inc. National Newbie 2014, honoring Jalon Lopez-Diamond and Infinity Bonet, Essence of the MMI Jungle. Okay? Categories, presentation in black. They have runway, talent, creative format, wear and creative gown, top five for the question and answer. Okay? All right. Doors open up at 730. Pageant begins at 830. 15 Zola cover. If you would like more information, you can contact Ebony Sherry. And that's going to be at Cafe Istanbul as well. The 30th Annual Miss Parliament House Pageant honoring Tiffany McRae will be held Monday, April 7th with entertainment by Darcel Stevens, Jocelyn Summers, Shay Shay Larise, and Juliet Jackson. Presentation, Wild and White, Evening Gown, and Talent. Winner receives $2,000 in cash. And that's going to be held at the Parliament House, of course. In the Footlight Theater, entry fee is $150. Pageant will start promptly at 9 p.m. All right. And one more announcement. One more announcement. Duke of Orleans Entertainment presents Lust, brand-new all-male club night in New Orleans, Louisiana, starting April 6, 2014. It's going to be held every Sunday night at the End Zone, formerly known as Envy, at 1901 Porter Street in New Orleans, Louisiana, 10.30 p.m., Free entry before 11.30 p.m., okay? And, again, that is Duke of Orleans Entertainment presents Lust. All right? Now, if you guys have any um, announcements that you would, of course, like me to announce during the free and clear segment, you may email me, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com, thetalkwithmicah at gmail.com. All right? Well, guess what, guys? It is now time for us to get into our raw, uncut, Dirty and all in your closet type ish discussion. Are you ready? I know that I am. So just hold that down. We'll be right back. My name is Lester. 
live in New York City, baby. I'm a rapper. It's my job to communicate the truth. Those aren't skills I leave on stage. Even though safe sex is a must every time, I ask my partners their HIV status. And I tell them mine. If you're positive, I want to know you're healthy and on treatment. If you're negative, I want to know you plan to stay that way. Don't talk about status with one-word answers. Be engaged. Asking the right questions tells me you're serious about this collaboration and you're ready to make some music. Having the what's your status conversation is a great start to an honest, healthy sex life. So here I am. I've revealed myself. Now it's your turn. Let's fight the virus with full frontal honesty. Well, thank you all for tuning in live to the talk with Micah and friends. So glad to have all of you here with me today. Um, as, as promoted over the past week, this is the third installment of the Raw, Uncut, Serious, and All in Your Closet and Your Minds type-ish episode. I want to sincerely thank those that participated in the previous episode. So shout out to Jaylon, Kel, Paris, Kobe, Tavares, Prince, Flick, as well as Steven. And speaking of Mr. Steven, we are actually fortunate to have him a part of the third installment, but not as a feature guest, but as a co-host. And if you guys remember in my very first episode back in December 2013, I advised you, or I I told you that eventually I will start having special guest co-hosts. So I'm very excited to have Stephen DeWayne of Houston, Texas, serve as my very first co-host. So welcome back to the show, Stephen. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, welcome. Well, sound excited. Did you have your drink yet? <laughs> I'll drink it right now. Great, great. I am too. I had to go ahead and open up my Bacardi Hurricane for this particular uh, Now, while we <laughs> now while we are actually welcoming people to the show, um, let's go ahead and welcome our new panel for today's show. I have DK of Montgomery, Alabama. DK, are you here? I'm here. Hello, everyone. Great, Tariko of Houston, Texas. Welcome back to my show. How are you? <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm good, I'm good. And if you guys know Tariko, um, he's Mr. Westland 2014, had to put that plug in there. Oof. But uh, he, was, he, he was actually the very first person I interviewed on my very first show, so thank you for um, being a part of the show, Tariko. We have Key uh, Tasty Dupree of Jackson, Mississippi. How are you doing today, Key? What's up, bitches? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Uh, <laughs> Trey Son of Atlanta, Georgia, are you here, sir? I'm here, Auntie. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I have Mariah, the beautiful Mariah, not to be confused with Mariah Carey of New Orleans, Louisiana. Mariah, are you here? Mariah, did she leave? Oh, here. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but how is everyone? I hope everyone enjoys the show. I hope so, too. Uh, we have the infamous Hernandez of Atlanta, Georgia. How are you, Hernandez? Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, baby? <laughs> Crazy ass. And last but certainly not least, we have Jamal of Atlanta, Georgia. How are you, Jamal? Hello? Yeah, Jamal, are you here? Yeah, sorry, something happened with my phone. I'm going to be uh, in the dead area. Oh, yeah, because I see a lot of wind. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so, so Jamal, you can go ahead and mute your phone for now, and then when uh, when I'm ready for you to respond, you can of course respond. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, again, welcome. Yeah, I told you guys I'm crazy. Okay, welcome to the show, guys, and I just want to thank you for being a part of the series and allowing the world into your mind and your thoughts when it pertains to this lifestyle. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, I will start off. Um, you know, the conversation and the topics, and then Stephen, of course, will be moderating and asking questions and, and posing topics as well, okay? So don't forget, listeners out there, we will make this show interactive. So throughout the show, we will allow you to pose questions to the entire panel, and you can do that by pressing 1 on your phone. But please don't start exercising that right just yet. Allow me and Stephen to get through a few of the questions and our topics first, and then, of course, I will, you know, let you know, hey, we're ready. I see somebody already has a question, and, baby, I can't get to you right now. Two areas. I'm calling you. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Okay, um, what I've noticed over the past 10 or 15 years, and it still remains today, um, public displays of affection of the gay couple are not only shunned upon in the heterosexual community, but sometimes looked down upon even in our own community. So why do you think it's more accepted to see lesbians show affection publicly than gay males, and are you for it or against it? And that question is actually directed to Tariko, Mariah, and Jamal. So we're going to have Tariko respond first, then Jamal, and then Mariah. So again, why do you think it's more accepted to see lesbians show affection publicly than gay males, and are you for it? Or against it, and if you are against it, please explain your um your response. <laughs> you would have me go first. Well, um, just to be honest, in my opinion, I feel like with the heterosexual community, the whole illusion of seeing two women together, it kind of plays to that like male fantasy. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of like women. I feel at times that have that whole thing of hey, I kind of want to try it with another woman, so. It's accepted by my husband or my dude, so he may uh, get into it as well. So, you know, it's just a couple of lesbians, so, you know, that's hot for them, that's cute or whatever. But with me, I personally feel like, well, at a certain point in time, because with my, like, real family, I just mm-hmm. came out about, like, maybe four and a half, maybe five years ago, so I was totally, like, no PDA at all. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to know I have a boyfriend. We're not going to hold our hands. Mm-hmm. We had a gay function, and it's cool. But now I feel like since I've come out and I am who I am, I feel like, hey, if you're my dude and we kicking it, I don't care where we are or what the situation is, I'm totally for it because, you know, everybody else, they have the right to express who they are and do what they do. So I feel like, hey, I'm a grown man. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be me and I'm going to do what I need to do with my love of my man, whoever. So I'm totally for it. But I definitely feel like, you know, that's that female fantasy with a whole lot of the straight men and their wives or girlfriends, too. Okay, good. And, I, and I, I'm going to say something uh, after Mariah speaks, uh, or, well, no, after Jamal speaks about, you know, something, my own thing, and you kind of sparked that. So, um, Mariah, go ahead, and then we're going to have Jamal, and then I'll say a little something. Okay, well, I just, you know, I feel like even with heterosexual couples, there's a limit to how much, you know. I don't necessarily, I've never seen it, you know, necessarily be shunned upon. I've seen people, you know, maybe tense up a little bit, you know, when when two males are, you know, having public displays of affection. But I more so feel like everything is more downplayed with women, you know, they just rush it off like it's no big deal, you know, because it's two women, you know, 
And we all know that gay men have always gotten more flack for being, you know, gay. Right. It's still very taboo. But, I mean, I just feel like, you know, it's not it, it's not necessarily what they're doing. It's how you're doing it. Like, okay. you're showing public displays of affection isn't horrible. And I've not seen it, you know, really in, in my experiences, because these are only my experiences. I've not seen people go crazy and be like, oh, that's so wrong, you're going to hell, mm-hmm. and that's disgusting. It's just about the amount of affection you give. It's okay for a little peck on the cheek or, you know, a little, you know, a little rub or, you know, whatever. It's just about how you do it. So I'm not necessarily agreeing that it's totally shunned upon. I mm-hmm. just, you know, there's a tasteful way to do everything. Most definitely. And I think, Mariah, honestly, that um, – there are people who shun. I mean, because, you know, we live in places where, you know, it's now more so accepted and people are kind of okay with it. But we have to right. also be aware of the fact that there are places where um, it's really not. So if you want to, if I can take you to um, where I'm from, Murder Beach, South Carolina, uh, it's really, right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure you go there, people are going to be looking like, what the hell, you know, and you're going to get all the talk. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it really just depends on where you are geographically. You know, it would depend right. on if you're showing on or not. But I totally get what you're saying. And Jamal, what about you? I understand. Um, basically, I feel as though, well, it's accepted because we live in a male-dominated society. So all society's mm-hmm. rules are going to be male-dominated. Um, males love women, um, uh, and basically, when you have two women, it's culture. It's society. It's culturally accepted in the time frame that we live in. Now, as mm-hmm. far as me agreeing with it, I don't give a fuck what you think of me or what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gay already, so I live outside of society's rules and bounds. So I really mm-hmm. don't give a care. I, uh, if I have a man, I got a man. I'm gay. I'm going to kiss him. I'm going to hug him. I'm going to do whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it, straight to the point. Now, now, let me, before before I kind of, I don't even want to really tell my story, but I'm going to ask him. It, you know, one of the other guys that are on the line that haven't said anything. Um, um, how can I say this? Have any of you ever just, like, been against it at first, even as a gay male, been against public displays of affection with your partner? With yeah, your partner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. It takes okay. A, a, a mature person. You have to mature to the stage of um, – of not giving a fuck. I, I hate to put it like that, but not giving a fuck about what other people think of you and to be comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. of who you are as a person and a gay male. Um, so at oh. first when I came up, I was like, oh, hell no. Why can't mm-hmm. you do that inside your room? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of my own fear, my mm-hmm. own uncom- my, mm-hmm. of not being comfortable with myself, my own self-hate. But as I matured, and now that I'm 29 years old, I really don't give two flat fucks what you think of mm-hmm. me. Right, and I think I agree with you about that not caring. I just think it's more about when you first come out, it's like it's like being born again, and you're you're experiencing this through a whole new set of eyes, and you're you're trying to find yourself. It's just like with me being transgender. I was so uncomfortable going in the women's restroom for mm. such a long time. But after I became comfortable with who I was, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So I agree with him on that. Yeah, you you definitely. Um, sometimes it's easy because y'all bitches stay in big cities, honey. But, honey, I'm from deep down south, honey. I'm in Mississippi. Mississippi, Memphis, honey. Child, them, a lot of the gays are in the hood, honey. 
A lot of the gays are in the hood, honey, and are afraid to hold hands with somebody else, honey. That will get you. That will get you jumped, honey. That will get you hurt sometimes. I mean, it happens in New Orleans. New Orleans isn't that big. What's that video so far away, honey? But you know what I found though, like even um, with this whole situation, like I don't come from a really big city. Um, this is Tariqa. I um I actually came from a really small town. Well, it's not small. It's Montgomery. Alabama, and that's like the Bible Belt. And with me, it was more so of I always knew who I was, but I was so afraid of what everybody else was going to think because I was constantly feeling like, okay, I know who I am, I know what I like, I know what I like to do, but I was raised this way, I'm from down here, this is what I'm supposed to be, this is what I'm not supposed to be. So then when I actually stepped outside of Alabama and I grew into who I really was as a man and just like they said, don't give two fucks. That right. was my mentality. Once, once I got to a certain age, I was like, this is who I am. You know, you, you can accept me, not accept me. I pay my own bills. I'm a grown ass man. So when I went back home, oh, and I let them, I hey, let them hey, hey, this is me. I'm so shocked because because everybody, they were so like welcoming. They were my straight friends and my straight family. They kind of looked at my dude like, oh, well, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? We know y'all together, and I never would have thought the reaction would be that. But once you realize who you are and you step into who you are and do what you need to do, and you grow and you don't get too fucked, hey, it is what it is. And I, I don't know who may have their phone on speakerphone, but you may want to cut that off, baby, because we have a big echo. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, but I'll say something really quick. Oh, and I'm Hello? Hello? Okay. 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 You know okay. You okay. Die, Hold on. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, how far do you not I give a fuck are you going to take it? Is it so far as in it's making somebody else feel uncomfortable, or is it I don't give a fuck because I'm going to do the most right now since I don't care? Because sometimes doing the most as being gay we do do the most outside of the community just because we don't give a fuck. Well, I, I think, I, well, well, let me let me respond to that, and then I'm going to move on to the next. Um, I think what I'm getting is, um, and I'll say from my own experience, when I first, uh, I, I remember, I don't even know the boy's name now. This is years, years, years ago, but I was dating him in Atlanta, and because I was not comfortable with doing public space of affection, holding hands in Lennox Mall or kissing or whatever, we stopped talking. You know, just that was the only reason why we stopped because he was so big on that, and I was not. It comes a point when you you are now comfortable with yourself, and um, you know you feel as though you should have the right that that any other couple should have. So I think that when they say, "Well, I don't give two fucks," it's not necessarily saying, "Oh, I'm going to just you know just be you know I'm, I'm wearing my sexuality on you know on me and letting the, letting the whole world know that hey, I'm gay and I'm you know. But I think it's more of I am just who I am. I'm an adult, you know, I'm comfortable with what I have, me and my lover, and we deserve, if we want to hold hands or if we want to kiss or whatever the case may be, then we can do that. And I also know that, and I didn't include this, but what I've also seen is that it seems like it's more acceptable when you see two white boys walking together hand mm-hmm. in hand yeah. versus two black boys yeah. walking hand in yeah. hand or two black men or, you know. So, you know, that we're just scratching the surface. And so just let everybody know it, it's, I'm starting out really, really light, but it gets really, really dirty, uh, you know, later on. So um, that was just like one of my like, you know, one of my like subjects. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have a clip that I'm going to play, and hopefully it doesn't play too loud. 
But I want you guys to listen attentively, okay? It's about 42 seconds. Is it 42 seconds? 46 seconds. So we're going to listen to the clip, and then I'm going to ask the question, and I only want uh, maybe one, maybe two responses. So, you know, um, I may have to call on somebody, but just listen to the clip. Hold on. One of the moral mazes for any preacher, I think, a Christian preacher in particular, is homosexuality. And there's been lots of coverage in the news recently, the, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell uh, campaign, obviously. Um, what is your view? Because it seems to have changed depending on the interview that I've read or seen. What is your Is homosexuality a sin in your eyes? Yes, I've always believed, Pierce, the scripture shows that it's a sin. But, you know, I'm not one of those that are out there to bash homosexuals and tell them that they're terrible people and all that. I mean, there are other sins in the Bible, too. I think sometimes the church, and I don't mean this critically, but we focus on one issue or two issues, and there's plenty of other ones. So I don't believe his, uh, homosexuality is God's best for a person's life. I mean, sin means to miss the mark. And that was um, Pierce Morgan interviewing Joel Osteen, which one of the pastors that I really like, actually. So he was interviewing him, and it was a long interview, but it was about homosexuality and do you think it's a sin. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give that to whoever wants to respond first. Uh, do you believe that homosexuality is a sin? And if you have any explanation behind that, then you're most welcome to, to, to give that. Uh, this is DK. Um, uh that subject. Well, it's, it's like this. My mom is a pastor. My auntie is a pastor. So, you know, that's I've been raised pretty much by under the Bible. So um, my first boyfriend is there, for example. My mom found out about it and everything. And when I tell you, like, that whole night, she pretty much had the Bible pinned to my head and showing me scripture after scripture, after scripture about homosexuality. And it's not right, Caleb. And she made me break up with him. Like, she really, like, she sat there and made me break up with him. It's one of those stuff that, um, me and my mom, we don't ever talk about it. She don't ask me any questions. I don't talk to her about it. I never just came out afterwards and, we, and like, ever talked about it. But, you know, this one of those I'm stuck in the middle of, only because, you know, my mom is a pastor and she showed me this and she showed me that and made me study this and made me study that. So it's kind of like, I know... I don't want, I mean, you know, this is my opinion. I know it's wrong, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, it feels right. You know what I'm saying? You, like, you know, but, but you know right. it's wrong because of what, though, DK? What, what makes you say I, that it's wrong? I feel like it's only because of, you know, things in the Bible in regards to homosexuality. Like, you know, when someone came out or, well, you know, so they, they were homosexual or something like that, they got shunned or they got or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it kind of made me feel like, okay, well, you know, that's wrong. But then again, like a lot of things kind of make you, like, feel contradiction in regards to homosexuality when it comes out to the Bible. So that's why I say it's one of those, I'm stuck in the middle. You know, I, it's well, one of those, this I'm is, stuck in the middle. Well, this is Keith, and uh, since gay marriage is legal in the U.S., and since, you know, the Bible says that you're supposed to honor the government, so it's not a sin. Any sin set outside of marriage is a sin. So it's legal in the U.S., so it's only a sin because you don't have, because you are having sex outside of marriage. That's why it's a sin. Okay, anybody else before, I go, before Stephen um, takes it away? <laughs> okay, let me try to say something. Okay, who is that? Okay. Go ahead, love. 
I mean, go ahead. Oh, this is Jamal. Oh, go ahead, Jamal. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, um, basically, I grew up very religious. Um, I grew up Baptist and then Jehovah's Witness. And right now, um, I'm just spiritual. Um, okay. When it comes down to the Bible or when it comes down to religion, and you have to research, please research your history, history of religion, history of homosexuality, history of what constitutes a sin. There were many things that constituted a sin, including, including having sex with a woman on her period. There were a mm-hmm. lot of things in the Bible that constituted a sin. But when you read the New Testament, that's the new covenant where Jesus is uh, supposed to have turned over the Old Testament, everything is based on love. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's based on love. If you read 1 John chapter 4, it says God is love. So when you go down to the root of it, if you talk about love, if you come from a place of love, that's spirituality. That's getting to know God, knowing God, knowing God, love, love, everything. everything. Uh, I'm getting that. Get yeah, I am too. So I don't know if someone has um, a phone. The only phone thing that sends you to hell is to not accept in Jesus Christ. And if you also research if you research hell, hell is the common grave of mankind. It's the grave. Everybody goes to hell. Hell is the grave. That is the literal term for hell. So when people talk about sin and talk about um, condemning you to hell from the Bible, Mm -hmm. first of all, we we are not here to be placed in judgment of others. Live Mm -hmm. your life. Live who you are. That's the most spiritual and honest thing you can do in this life and the most loving thing you can do in this life is to be yourself and to learn how to love others just as you love yourself. Well, thank you so very much, Pastor Jamal. Thank you so very much. Are you passing out tickets to go to heaven? If you are, please let me know. Nobody, <laughs> I ain't been saying to nobody yet that has tickets for me to get into heaven yet. So only Jesus Christ has the ticket. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Go ahead, Stephen. Take it away. <laughs> okay. Oh, moving on. I'm going to give you guys a scenario, and this is for Treshawn, Hernandez, and Keith. Okay. After months of consistent communication and outings, you and the guy that you are dating are finally comfortable enough to tell your friends and family about one another. You call your best friend, your Judy, your homeboy, whoever, and you spill the news that you've met this great guy and how you think he's really the one. Your best friend, John, I mean, I'm sorry, your best friend or your Judy or whoever, uh, during the conversation, let you know that this guy that you're dating was once their late night hike. They did um, their sexual encounter. What would be your initial initial reaction, and how would you handle this situation? Trey, son, you first. Well, going directly into that, I've actually been in a situation similar to that where I was dating a guy and told my best friend. My best friend was like, well, um... Well, you know, me and him used to have, and I was like, oh, wow, really? And at that point, I think it comes to how strong that friendship is because at the same time, yes, this is my friend. But also, when I mentioned this to my friend, me and the guy have been dating for like maybe like a month now, going into a second month. So my thing is we've already established this connection and everything, and we're more so on a relationship, a relationship um route. So basically I think, well, with my friend and I, we just had to understand, well, 
you know, he was just around. It's not nothing that serious. So if you see him like that, I have no problem, you know, with you and him dating because it was nothing serious like that for me. Okay. Would you feel comfortable um, being around this new boyfriend of yours and your friend at the same time, knowing this information? I, I personally would, being that one, me and my friend, we have that bond, we have that connection where if my friend really did have a problem with it, then, you know, it would be handled accordingly. But being that, you know, my friend is cool, then I'm cool because I don't want to make my best friend feel uncomfortable, but at the same time, you know, I like this dude and we've already established something. Okay. Um, Keith. So the question was that my best, fr- the my best, that you said the boyfriend, the boyfriend I'm talking to now, him and the my best friend used to go together, talk, fuck around. They used to have sex. Fuck. Oh, fuck child, my first question is, I would ask him how was it, honey, if y'all was fuck buddies, honey, because that has nothing to do with me before y'all met me, before we, before I do. So, honey, my first question was, how was the sex? Was it good, honey? Because this is my best friend or my good Judy. Oh, they're going to tell me the truth if the sex was whack or was it good, honey? And I want to know, honey. So I don't have no problem with it because that's the past. That's the past. This is the present. I'm not living in their past. That's between them two, honey. They were just fuck buddies. They didn't go together. I ain't got no problem with it. Okay. And Hernandez? Hernandez. Hmm. The way I surround myself with this type of people, if it was brought up, we wouldn't give a fuck. It'll be like, damn, for real? And it'll be left as that. But other than that, we don't give a fuck about stuff like that. We don't got time for the extra drama. Who was okay. brought up at any other time, we still wouldn't care. Like, shit like that should not matter. Why bring up something negative or try to make something out of it? That shouldn't be that big, especially if it was just a fuck. Why would you want to go into that much detail? Okay, to let you know that it was out there in discussion. Okay. I want you to tell me, honey, what's the dick good? And okay, well, let, 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 I, this, 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 this Ooh. is, is my. Can I say something, please? Uh, uh, hold on, real quick. Go ahead. I'm going to feel some type of way. I'm going to feel some type of way. Number one, because if it's my friends, because I know how my friends are and I know how we talk, and if there's somebody that I'm trying to get serious with, and there's somebody that was just a bust down with you, I know at a certain point in time, you guys didn't have nothing sexual, so, I mean, anything past being sexual, so I know, like, that chemistry is there, so if we're in the same, like, room, I'm going to feel some Okay, so way, what like, you going to do then? Are you going to put more energy into bothering yourself with that situation, or are you going to put more energy into moving on with that situation? <laughs> what I'm probably going to, like, have to do for my sanity, knowing me, I'm probably just going to have to, like, let the situation go. Because I exactly. don't know, like, where you guys went or what was happening. Exactly. And I go to the bathroom and y'all looking at each other and you was like, ooh, that session was high. Can we just get one more? Like, I'm you still going to have that in the back of my head. Right. So why would you put yourself, why would you put yourself through something like that? When you right. have these That's discussions with your friends, it should be left as what happened, that was a done deal. You don't need all that. Once I found out that you dealt with my friend, I'm probably going to have to let you go. Once oh, I find can it I out. say something no about that? Once you you see, if, in that case, look how small our community is when we get together. Why we would you do that? That's going to happen with every every other person you meet. You can't be doing that in every situation. You're going to have to better yourself somehow. When right. it comes to being sexual with somebody, one night bust down. 
We've all been talking to friends like like that's the but if they're if they feel if you feel some kind of way then you need to reevaluate your friendship. That's the technical side of the whole situation. If you feel some kind of way, but that's just the real, just the logical side. Because you don't trust your friends. But see, my thing is, if you're in a situation, you should always want to better yourself or do better than what the situation already used to being dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, if you really like this person or you right. really care about your best friend, why would you want to go there? Like, you can put in all this time, waste it for what? But you just say, fuck it, because you just figure out some good-ass information that don't even matter no more. Right. It well, only matters well, if that's the case. When you get to that point, you don't want to know what really happened then. Why? Why would you want to know all that situation? As a friend, you should just tell it what it is. I don't want to hear what y'all did. Y'all situation was what it was. But when you go to the point of saying what did you guys do, what like happened, once you bring that course in, being like, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out, okay, they did this, he did that, okay, and then at some point in time, you're like, well, he ain't did that with me. So if you're gonna take that course and better yourself, then I personally feel like. Once you feel they, they'll you don't even touch that situation. You just be like, okay. As a friend, he should just yeah. As a friend, it should just be, it should just be a blunt conversation. Yes, we have blah 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 blah. Don't go into details. All right, and see, man. I love you, Boomer. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Don't bother yourself with that. Am I on mute? Hello. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. That was a lot of conflama going on. Uh-huh. Thank you for your responses. Stephen, did you have a follow up question? What? Did you have a follow up question for me? No, I was asking Stephen, did he have a follow up question? No, I'm, I'm saying I wanted to know how Mariah felt coming from a female friend. No, I just, I just feel like this. Like I said, we've all been somebody's one night bust down. I mean, we've all done it, and if you say you haven't, you're lying. Let me let me just finish before you chime in. Hold on. I mean, her then that's baby ain't been there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, baby. Hold on, hold on. So if if you have a problem or if you feel uncomfortable because your now lover is in the same room with your friend, then your friend is not really your friend because if you're if you're friends with this person, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable because even if my friend had a one night stand with my now boyfriend, he's gonna tell me if something else happens after we've already introduced each other as boyfriend and girlfriend or on your end boyfriend and boyfriend. That's a well, what's up now? All right. Well, thank you so very much. Um, now, and then if you have, if you know you have good sense, you won't be insecure anyway. Hello. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. For for my audience, I definitely apologize. I did give them a brief uh, disclosure before, but I guess they're not listening. So I'm going to have to, you know, part in here just a little bit. Okay, I love your responses. I love your passion. I love the fact that you're challenging one another. That's so wonderful. But I know that if it's coming across to me as a bunch of la, 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 and everybody's talking at the same time, I understand there's nine people on the line, but I think that if there is a better way for us to be able to convey our responses, so therefore we'll get everybody's point and then we can move on. Because if I have to just get everybody, if I have to go down and say, Mariah, what's yours? DK was short, then I could, I, I very, you know, I go ahead and do that. That's perfectly fine. If that's going to make the conversation flow a little bit better, um, so again, let's go ahead and be respectful of one another. Again, let's challenge one another. That's fine, but let's not speak over one another. Because when you speak over one another, nobody, we, nobody's understanding or can hear exactly what you're saying. Um, now, Stephen, did you have anything else before I go with my question? No, you can go on, Joyce. Because three um, 
Because Tariq already said something. Okay, and Mariah did say something too. But I do thank you for your responses. I love the debate. I wish I actually had you guys in my house and we were talking about this. Um, but do you think it's uh, – and I, I'm just going to pinpoint maybe two people, and I just want their responses, and we're moving on to getting a question from the actual listeners. So, listeners, if you do have a question, go ahead and press 1, and I'll go ahead and tag one of you guys. Um, do you think – well, I, I'll say this before I ask the actual question – of course, we have many prides coming up. We have Philly Pride. We have D.C. Pride. We have the Pride in L.A. We have Atlanta's Pride and, you know, so forth and so on, and Splash. Um, do you think it's healthy for two guys that are in a relationship to partake in Pride activities separately and not as a couple or a unit? And I'm going to pinpoint that to I want Trey Song and D.K. I want your responses. Um, this is Tresan. I think that it's fine if you are comfortable within your relationship. I don't think that you have to spend every Pride event together or you have mm-hmm. to sit out from Pride because you're now in a relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of people do go to Pride to hook up and things like that, but there are also, you know, the pool parties and the park and, you know, um, educational seminars that you can also attend. With um, me and one of my previous relationships, my boyfriend was a J-setter. So, no, I'm not going to be at every J-set battle throughout the entire weekend just because, you know, you're a J-setter. Yes, you're going to come to maybe one or two and support. But, you know, you do your thing, I do my thing, and then, you know, we'll meet up, you know, when you have the time and, you know, still have a good time. But back to what I said from the beginning, I think it's about being comfortable within your relationship. Most definitely. And be able to trust that person, too. You know, um, going into it, you should be able to trust them. Uh, go ahead, DK. What's your response? Like you said, I feel like if you're comfortable enough in your relationship, then you know it's perfectly okay. But don't get too comfortable where you feel like, oh, I'm going to this one, I'm going to that one, I'm going to that one. Um, but yeah, me and my friends going, so you stay here or no, no, it's not happening. You're gonna stay at home because you're trying to go to everyone the prize with your friends. I just, I'm not a firm believer in that. I'm sorry. Like, it's okay to go have your fun, go with your friends, because I'm going with mine, too. But when you start getting too comfortable where you feel like you can go everywhere by yourself or just with your friends, that becomes a problem. Okay. Uh, in your relationship. All right. Well, thank you so very much. And what we're going to do now <laughs> is we're going to take a question from the audience. So I'm just choosing randomly, randomly, and I'm going to go with, who am I going to go with? Eric Ho 917 Last four digits of the telephone number is 2285. Again, 917. Uh, the last four digits of the telephone number are 2285. You are now on the line with Micah, Stephen, and the Uncut panel. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Yeah, yo, what's up, young Uncut from Jersey? Yo, I just want to know, do the pan- I'd like to know, do the panel consider themselves role models? Okay. Panel, you guys consider yourself? So, so do you want? Maybe it's definitely a role model. Okay, Hernandez says he's a role model. Okay, DK. What was the question again? Um, Do you consider yourself a role model? Most definitely. Torico. Yes, of course. Trey Song. Honestly, I'm sorry. I I can't say that I consider myself a role model because when you're a role model, you're being watched by so many different people, and sometimes you, sometimes you may do things that you know you feel is best for you, but it may not be best for the next person in their situation. 
so and then with that being said, they may not understand why you did things the way you did them for your specific situation. So no, I'm I'm nobody's role model. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, thank you for very much. Now, who was that Ray Sometimes, honey. I I don't I don't agree with that, Mariah. Go ahead. At all, I don't agree with that at all because even though you don't consider yourself a role model, there is someone out there who lives for you. They might not tell you that they do, but they live for you and they watch you and they model themselves after you. You might not see it, but there's someone out there who does. So why? I mean, we might not think that we're role models. Everyone is a role model to someone. So that's what we need to keep in the back of our minds as older individuals for the newer generation. Uh-uh. Don't you go there. Don't you go there. Don't you go there. I'm not a, I'm sorry. I'm just, when I'm good, I'm Miss Dupree when I'm nasty. <laughs> okay, and, and what about Jamal? What about Jamal? Um, I agree with, actually I kind of agree with Tariqo. That was Tariko that said that he I was. I think it was was it Tariko or no? I think it was Tra Tra was it Trayvon? Trayvon. Oh. No, that was Trayvon. Okay. Okay, Trayvon. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I agree with him as well. But okay. I do understand Mariah's point. I mm-hmm. understand it, but I don't consider myself a role model because what I do for me, I do for me, is best for me. May not be best for you. Okay. Well, well, sir, um, the one that posed the question, did you have did you have a follow-up question for the panel? Nah, um, I think it was answered real good because what happens is a lot of times people really do look up to y'all, and sometimes, you know, it's just good to hear that some people do consider themselves role models. Okay. Well, thank you so very much for calling in. We appreciate you, and we appreciate the question. So we're going to go ahead and move back on high into the program. And uh, this is going to be very interesting because, as I said, you know, that was light conversation. Now this is going to be dirty conversation, okay, just a little bit here and there. Liquor enema, that's the, that's the topic, right? Um, don't know if you know, <laughs> don't know if you know, but this is going to go to D.K. Hernandez and Keith, okay? Um, D.K. Hernandez and Keith, okay, liquor enema. There is a new sexual craze with injecting alcohol into the anus using an enema. This is said to be the fastest way to get drunk and to numb the anal cavity. Now, now, now this ties along with the use of ecstasy in the anus, mostly used by young black gays. Okay, it's been said to get, it's been said to get you high faster as the contents of the drug go directly to the bloodstream and even causes wetness as it would for a female. Now, D.K., Hernandez, and Keith, and this goes to D.K. first. We're going to go in order. Have you guys heard about this, and have you or anyone you know adapted this, adapted this new sexual high activity? So, D.K., you first. My mouth is dropped. Like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I've never... I've never heard of that. I didn't even know people put what you say, ecstasy in their anal. Uh huh. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Like okay. I've never heard of it, and I don't have even like none of my friends even like talked about that. We talk about everything. Oh. Okay, something new. Okay, uh, Hernandez, what about you? Um, that's some bullshit. Like, 
First of all, who who would want to do some shit like that? I actually know someone who does, but like personally, why would you go there? I feel like if you're not gonna be taking dick like that, or you gotta do the most just to do all that to get somebody up in there, you don't need to be doing nothing. Period. Now Hernandez, remember now, you know we may not do all those things, but there are some people that. That um that are out there that do um I know y'all can tell me what it what it's called but you know it's the thing where people they be sniff, they sniff it you know when they having sex right you know, and I've asked questions about it yeah, I've, told, I've been told the reason why majority of them do it is because if they put in a situation where they want to fuck somebody or get fucked they're not doing it because oh they're getting close to someone they're doing it because they like them they want to get the dick or get closer to them which hmm. a lot like that goes on in our community. They do it just so they can have that person. But they're not really having them. It's just that it, it's not going to get you no closer than what, it, what y'all are trying to get to know each other. And, and Keith, what, and Keith, what, what do you... Just what, be what close to one another. <laughs> and what do you have to say, Keith? Bitch, I've never heard of that, but bitch, no tea, no shade, bitch. I am going to try that, bitch. No I know that people, and I have tried it, I've tried it two or three times, you know, with the powder, you know, they put the powder on, you know, on, you know, on your hole, and they sniff it, and it makes your hole uh, uh, numb. Done that before, but bitch, I'm going to try that. That's the first okay, so, so hold on, hold on, y'all. So Keith, you do know your body is not like everybody else, right? So one, if it doesn't take a fuck or like it does everybody else and fucks you up. So Keith, I have a question for you, though. Keith, quiet, honey. Keith, Keith, I have a question for you. What is the what what is that stuff? I, again, you know, I don't know nothing about nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. What is the stuff that they that they use to put on their their you know the asshole or whatever to make it numb? Like what what is that called for those that maybe want to take a big dig? I, I don't know the name of it exactly. I know it's powder. You put powder, and then the person who they like if they eating you, they eating you out, and they sniff the powder. They can do it at the same time. My. So it can numb you, and they can get high at the same time. Oh my Jesus Christ! Okay. Your blood Okay. I'm gonna do like Beyonce, honey. I got my bottle ready, honey. I've been drinking, honey. I'm gonna try that, honey. Okay. Well, you let it. Well, you let us know, and the world know how that. You know, uh, when we do a follow up, you know, I want you to tell us how that went for you. Okay. I want to try that too. Will. Who, who, who said they want to try that? This is Steven. That sounds okay. fun to me. And I'm in a relationship, and I'm so it's, eat you my know, that's... Honey, so they can taste all, so it's all just all the, my tastiness and the liquor. That's like okay. the cranberry. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead, Steven. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead, Steven. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Bitches is With sex today being so overrated, if a couple decides to wait six months to a year to have sex, does it help, hurt, or cause hindrance in their relationship? Go ahead and repeat that. And go ahead and repeat that again, okay. Stephen. Okay. With sex being so overrated today, if a couple decides to wait six months to a year to have sex, does it help, hurt, or cause hindrance into a relationship? Expand your response, and this is for Mariah, Trey, and Jamal. Mariah, you first. Baby, look. 
I'm not for abstinence. I don't believe in it. Hmm. I am a sex addict, and I admit that. I have to have sex every day. I can't go without sex. So I personally believe that it will put some strain on the relationship. And, I mean, if someone sits up here and says that they can wait six months, this day and age, I wouldn't believe them. Because as sex-driven as our community is, transgender, gay, whatever, it's just not It's just not going to happen. So I think that it would hurt the relationship. I mean, mm. sex is an activity that we have to do as humans. It's, it's something that we can't go without. And I don't know if anyone feels the same way that I feel, but that's how I feel. Right. Did you say you have sex every day? I have sex every day. So you already had it today? I'm just being real. You said you want my honest truth. I have sex every day. I have to have sex every day. I feel that. Okay. Trey Fun, how you feel? Six months, that's absolutely out of the question. Now, I do feel like, you know, when you, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's just something with the mental or if it's just something as gays or if it's just something as just people, us as people, I think once we have or, you know, do all that with that person that we're calling ourselves getting to know, it's just something like, it seems like after six it goes downhill. I don't know what it is, but it just seems that that's the way it goes. So I would prefer, honestly, to get to know somebody, maybe not the six-month waiting period, but maybe, like, you know, a 30-day waiting period. Honestly, you know, get to know each other. And I don't know, I just, it's just me personally, I feel like it's a difference. Like, as soon as you have, maybe it's going downhill. But that month waiting, mm-hmm. that month, like, get to person, it does make a difference. Okay. So, yeah. And um, Jamal? Well, actually, I input my thoughts on this on, uh, I can't remember, a Facebook post. People put so much emphasis on sex. Um, Mariah said that she wouldn't believe a person if they waited or if they said that they could. Well, honey, I've been cel- I was celibate for one year when I was 24, and I did not have sex. And it comes from a spiritual place. Number one, if you're really getting to know somebody for them, two, on a mental, spiritual, and um, th- uh, not physical level, but a mental and spiritual level, then mm-hmm. they should excite you that much on that level that when it comes down to sex, that you actually have a physical orgasm that transcends the physical plane, if you understand what I'm saying. I may be talking too much. No, no, I understand. Oh, no, no, no. I understand what you're saying. But uh, hold on. And also, it, 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 you said if two people chose that for themselves, mm-hmm. Take yourself out of the equation. Take your own horny hormones out of the equation. It's them. It's for them to decide. So if that's for them and they're doing that for them and their relationship, I think all props to them. They're going to get off on a solid foundation because they've chose that for themselves, and that is something that they have to overcome or journey on together. They have to overcome their own sexual addictions or sexual innuendos and sexual um, things together. So they've started that journey together already on a spiritual, mental plane without even knowing it by making that decision. They've well, absolutely, and, and I'm not... All out of the equation. Oh, and I'm not speaking on the couple. I said that's how I feel, and I know that oh, I no, couldn't no. do it. 
Oh, oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. But for uh, I'm, I'm um, me speaking on the couple, I'm all for it. That's wonderful. It sounds like they'll have a uh, the best relationship. And uh, can I touch on it, Michael? Yeah, and it wouldn't last. Um, okay, well, I, I'm gonna touch on it. Steve's gonna touch on it, and then we're gonna move, and then I'm gonna move to the next. I'll say this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna get in trouble. Um, well, I, I per se, I've been uh, celibate, or I haven't had sex for it, this month to be 16 months. And if anyone, if if anyone knows uh, about, we have looked at my Facebook. Hold on. If anyone knows about my face, knows, you know, watch me on Facebook or whatever, um, they will also know that, you know, as of February 21st, I'm in a a new relationship after four years. And I am still, we're we're still not there yet. You see what I'm saying? And so I think that um, even though we could, um, after many talks and things of that nature, I just think it's, you know, it's for the best of us because I think that eventually when we do and when that does happen, it's going to be a wonderful thing. You know, but I don't think it hurts um, a relationship. <laughs> well, it, it may, you know, but when you when you are in love with a person, excuse me, when you are in love with a person, or when you really really care deeply for a person, it doesn't matter um, about hurting because eventually the hurt will will turn into pleasure. So you know, I mean, um, that's just my little thing. You know, I'm I'm still you know abstinent <laughs> or whatever. I mean, that's other things that you can do, but. As far as doing the full frontal penetration, all that kind of stuff, you know, I've I've been at it almost sixteen months without going, you know, without oh, doing that. But you can give head and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, that. yeah, of course. I'm saying that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if that makes y'all work. Oh, yeah. If everybody wants to do that, I'm for that. But uh, six months to fuck. Well, why do all that? You might would just fuck then. This just her name. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> why rose yourself yeah. to do all that and then not do nothing? You penetrate. So, okay, oh, okay, so. Have y'all not, have y'all not, um, and, and please let me know, you know, if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that some of you on this line have just had jack-off partners or who just had a date come over and y'all jacked off or whatever came over. Okay, but, but that's what you uh-uh. chose. Well, so that's just just as partner. That's just people. You try to actually be with someone. Why do I just fuck this? But why do we that's have to fuck right? Why, why do we have to fuck? Why do we, why do we have to fuck right off the bat? Okay, so why do you have to do oral? Why do you have to do oral off the bag? Like, why do you have to well, personally, do oral off the bag? Per- personally, for me, I can't speak for nobody else. I-, I didn't do oral off the bag. I didn't do it day one or day thirty. Okay, so so why does it have to start? With, why can't start with oral and end with fucking? Why can't start with fucking and end with oral? What's well, the, what's the, what's like the in Micah's situation, Micah situation, I feel like this is Stephen talking. In my situation, it, it was a personal decision he made before he was in a relationship, and I don't, I don't think the relationship made him shift his journey. I feel like right. it's a personal journey he's going through, and that's what he decided he wants to do, so more power to him. I mm-hmm. am against people who fuck when they're single, and they have these random hookups, but the moment they feel like they're getting serious with someone, with someone they, that's when they, they want to say, oh, mm-hmm. hey, let's mm-hmm. wait to that's have sex. But you ain't been waiting mm-hmm. in the street. That ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with being single. That's just a nigga playing with his own self. Because he know he Why can't, you? first of all, you're already used to fucking. you trying to fool your own self by trying to play hard with somebody else when it's not going to happen. you tricking yourself into hoeing yourself. That shit's selfish, and it's, it, it just, it, I just feel like it's selfish. Like, how are you going to come into a situation and just make that decision for the both of you? And be like, oh, yeah, we're not fucking for six months to a year. But meanwhile, okay. two, yeah, weeks we, ago, two weeks ago, you just had a random hookup at the club. 
That's stupid. Exactly. That's See, that's why it takes the other person to let them know, nigga, you 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 fooling yourself. You playing with your own self. And you robbing mm-hmm. me with experience. That's how so I So first of like. all, if I take these drawers off and I do a little twerking for you, a little nasty red light, you telling yeah. me you're not going to touch me. You telling me you can stray away from that. My thing is if you're not going to touch me, I bet you're going to be touching somebody else right after this red light. Mm-hmm. It takes somebody else to get them to because they're fooling themselves. I just okay. feel like at times it's like different strokes for different folks. I've been on like both sides of the situation, whereas, and I'm not going to lie, I started off having sex with the person, mm-hmm. and we actually had a great relationship. It lasted like almost three and a half years. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I started off dating somebody, and they were like, hey, you know, I just really want to be in tune with your spiritual side. You know, we just, I just want to be so harmonious, and I want this big relationship and do all this and do all that. And we waited to have sex. And it was like after a certain point of time because I felt that the person wasn't up front with me, and I know that they have a high sex drive, but they were trying mm-hmm. to be this quote-unquote perfect person. We started to have so many, like, problems, so many issues because there was so much frustration that was built up because we didn't have sex and we went almost I think it was like five and a half months and we were at each other's throats like almost could not stand each other and when all boy down to it once we really faced up and we looked at it we were like okay at the end of the day he was like well yeah I did want to have sex a long time ago but I didn't want to put myself out like I was loose or anything like that and I was like but it just comes from being in tune with who you talking to. At times, this situation may work for you. This this may not work for you. So it's like different strokes for different folks at different times. So I kind of get what everybody is saying, but I've been on both sides of it, and it's hurt me sometimes, and it's been successful as well. So Okay, wait, now, Tariko, we're going to stay on Tariko, all right, because this is the next mm-hmm. question. Uh, do you allow, and it's going to go to Tariko, DK, and, um, and Keith. Um, do you allow good or bad sex to play a role in your decision to stay or go in a relationship or when getting to know someone? <laughs> being straight up and being being honest, it plays a big role. And at times, I was in one particular situation, and the sex was horrible. It was it was it was really horrible. And we tried to fake the funk for, like, a long time, and I think they knew that their session was horrible. But <laughs> I think that it started to, like, just like I said before, it caused so many more problems, but the root of it was it came from the sex thing because a lot of the things that I like to do sexually, they didn't necessarily like. And my thing is, if you come to this situation, tell me who you are up front. Hey, mm-hmm. I like the fuck this way. I steal sometimes. I rob people. So I'll know, okay, well, when I take a shower, I got to take my wallet to the bathroom. So right. it's like if we connect and you tell me what's going on, we can work through this problem. But because you were trying to live this right. ideal life and be this ideal person and you knew, like, sexually you were prohibited by certain things and you didn't just come and tell me when I told you a friend, hey, I might not like that if this – progress, you know, there's certain things I will try outside of my comfort zone, and you're telling me, well, I just don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to move like that. I'm not going to do that. And it caused problems, and we broke up. But now that we're friends, 
and you can talk to me like candidly. You're like, oh, I was kind of like I did like to do this, but I don't want to come across being a hoe or I don't want you to judge me. Everybody has things that they get caught up on, but you just got to rap with me. Let me know what's up. Okay, and um, that was that was Rico. So DK, um, I don't I don't let it base you know whether or not you know I say or go because like like you know one of my exes, um, you know just being real, when we have they couldn't you know, well being real they they painted me a couple times, but okay, uh, like mm-hmm. I'm I don't care if the dick is bomb, if the dick is 
a hundred. My whole thing is coming into the situation. Let me know as a grown man, I'm attracted to grown men. I love somebody who's on the grown man shit, whether it's sexually, whether it's on your job, doing whatever you have to do. But come into a situation, be up front. Let me know who you are. I'll let you know a, who I am because you don't I'm make a, me. A, I don't make you. We can make something together. Okay, but so which one you choose? Bumpy. Can I touch on this real fast, Michael? Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like this. Um, I feel like the question is being answered in two different perspectives. I feel like right, one, right. Side is answering, one side is answering the question if they have sex up front. You know what I'm saying? If you have sex up front and you don't really know a person and they have horrible sex, Yes, it's going to ruin the, the chances of you guys really, really getting somewhere mm-hmm. and, you know, building something right. deep because y'all don't have no connection. But if you get right. to know someone, you build something deep, and they have whack sex, you'll be willing to look over that. Because like I just said on the um, the thread online, sex can be taught. That's a, that's a learned skill. We all wasn't off the motherfucking chain when we first started. Everybody had to learn their technique, <laughs> their skill, their right leg. They put their arm right mm-hmm. here, put your thigh right. right there. Everybody had to learn that. So he might have right. had the chance to learn that through his past experiences. So if you're really feeling him, you can be the daddy to teach him. You know, so you just got to look My at it like this. What does it take, though? What does it My take, though? Is, Communication, being up front, to just say, this is who I am. As long as I have an emotional connection to you, you can have the worst sex ever, honey, but I'll love you. Just give me an right. emotional connection. So are we talking about a hookup or are we with somebody? With somebody, you I need that emotional connection. Okay, so if we with somebody, then it definitely applies if you're going to give him up or some good dick or you're going to drop him because it's on weak dick. Oh, if they love me and give me that emotional, physical, that emotional connection I need, I'm, I'm going to stay with them. I'll work through the bad sets, honey. Right, exactly. I ain't gonna be young forever. <laughs> now, some shit you, some shit you just can't teach somebody. Like all that pain and all that. The that's what I'm saying. But it comes from, from being upfront. It comes from being upfront and communicating. How do you be upfront with uh, pain? Can you give me that? Can you give me that? Can you give me that? Can I give you? Can I give you a situation? Okay, so this conversation right now between Stephen and who was that just now? Tariko. Tariko, okay. Well, who's me? Tariko. Okay. So Tariko and Steven, have the conversation. Once you're done, I'm going to Mariah with another question. Go ahead. Okay. okay. I asked, this is uh, my whole thing. Pop, pop, Go ahead. Pop, 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 pop. With that whole uh, painting thing and the whole, like, not being about the business thing, I truly feel once you come to a certain age and you know what your preference is, you know, you prefer to, like, be the bottom. And you can't tell me that you've done that several times and you don't know that you're doing it because it's obvious that, you know, the, from the smell and everything else, you know what's going on. <laughs> I, tru- I truly feel like if you're real with yourself, you would be like, okay, well, I've been dating this person for these past couple of months. I know this is getting, like, really serious. I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable, although I feel uncomfortable in this particular situation. There comes a time when you both need to communicate and say, babe, mm-hmm. your, sex is really, your sex is really good, but I feel like, you know, there are a couple of things you may need to tweak here and there, and I mm-hmm. don't want to make it an uncomfortable situation, but, you know, if you notice on the condom, there's a little spit of stuff there. You know, let's work on that. And you move past that. If you're emotionally connected and you're communicating right. with a person, 
you're going to get past that, but you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. Let me know up front. Okay. But you just said that horrible sex would end the deal. So I can only imagine what, what would happen if somebody told you, hey, I paint. You know, and it, and it, right. it just happens from time to time. You're not going to get that person. You're not going to get that person. They ain't I have before. I have before. Oh, okay. Not only if they pay, and, if they got a small dick, we can work through that. I have before, okay. and, and, and we worked past that, and we've had since then. So, uh-oh, uh-oh, but okay. they communicate, though, and they're up front, and mm-hmm. I live for them because they say, hey, you already know we've been dealing since here and there. You know what people say. This is the situation. I'm working on it. Work with me. I'm like, oh, babe, you already know it's cool. It's whatever, but I respect them so much more now because you already addressed this situation instead of being there in a uncomfortable situation, pulling your condom off, and you seeing this uh, pebble there, and you're like, okay, this is the sixth time, and I know he got to smell it. Come on. Mm. Okay, okay. You right, you right. All right. The topic is closed. Let's learn how to to move and do what they need to do. All right. I'm sure that's the story on Facebook about that. But go ahead, uh, Stephen, take it away. Okay, moving on. Um, with recent scandals in, involving well-known transgender women and known butch queens on the scene having public breakups in the community sharing their unsolicited comments, such as he was only using her for her coins, he just wanted to gain popularity, he was Ooh. trying to get a life. Do you really think people, especially within the black community, would ever take a transgender woman and an openly gay male being in a relationship seriously? Why do you think it's such a taboo in 2014 for a gay man to date a transgender woman? I'm going to go with Trey Sun. Um, I think it is simply because everyone looks at the girl. They look at the girl and they expect the girl to want to only date Trey. So when a girl is into the Bush Bunnies or, you know, the film boys, it's like, okay, well, you know, as a gay community in the society, they look at the gay boy as basically being a girl too, because they say Miss Thing and Oh She, and they refer and they say those things when they're referring to that boy. So to see that transgender woman wanting to date this boy who's so filmed, it's not under it's not understood because it's like, why did you do all of this to still date a sis in so many words? As far <laughs> as as far as the whole. Um, dating for, you know, coins or popularity or all of that, I think, I don't think that's going to make people look at um, the relationship between a, a I was going to say a sissy, but between a queen. Butch queen, a butch queen and a film queen, I don't think it's going to make them look at them differently. I think it's, people are going to only take them as serious as they take themselves. So okay. what you put out there for people to see, that's what they're going to do. So when you go and do all this reading back and forth, then people are going to, one, take sides, and people are going to basically attack something that they want to already attack anyway because it was already something that people looked at at a negative way. So now since negativity is going on, they're just going to go ahead and add to it. But ultimately I think it's with those two individuals present to the public if they're going to present anything to the public at all. Okay. Go ahead. Next person, um, Jamal. Um, wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Well, okay. Wait, wait. You said the community taken seriously. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, let me let me repeat. Let me let me let me um, repeat the question. With recent scandals involving well-known transgender women and known butch queens on the scene mm-hmm. having public breakups and the community sharing their unsolicited comments, such as he was only using her for her coin, he just wanted to gain popularity, or transgender women would date anyone because it's a lonely lifestyle. Do you think people, especially within the gay black community, will ever take a transgender woman and an openly gay male being in a relationship seriously? And why do you think it's so taboo in 2014 for a gay man or a butch queen to date or be in, be in a relationship with a transgender woman? Okay. Well, first of all, we as a gay black community still haven't matured. I hate to say that. Well, no, I don't. Fuck it. Um, we as a gay black community haven't matured. We we um we still look at um, masculine and feminine and all that bullshit. All these fucking um, heterosexual ways of viewing things, a societal way of viewing things, and we place it in our community. So to see a gay man and a transgender woman together, for some reason, I don't know why it bothers so many damn gay people, but mm-hmm. um, that's why they, they just don't take it seriously. They can't take it seriously because of the visual. Truly, truthfully because of the visual. And that's the same way that the heterosexual community looks at us. They can't see two men or two women together, and they just look at the visual aspect, and they don't take it seriously. So the same shit that we're doing to ourselves, the, uh, the same shit the heterosexual community does to us, we do to ourselves. So basically we just need to fucking mature and stop acting so fucking childish. If they together, they together. They love each other, they love each other. It's their world. I mean, it's their life. It's their world. They live in it. They got to do what they got to do. You know, stop being so fucking judgmental and so into other people's relationships and other people's business. And the reason why I'm speaking like this is because I dated a drag queen, my last relationship. Everybody knows who I dated, my ex mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I used to get the same shit. Ooh, so do you, do he fuck you with with titties on and all this stuff? And I'm like, he gets he gets the fucking drag to work. Like he gets the fucking drag to go to work. Side of the drag, if anybody knows Trinity, everybody knows Josh is Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh is Josh is Josh. But Trinity is a complete. I dated two completely different people. I didn't date Trinity. I dated Josh. I like Josh. I didn't date Trinity. And it's just uh, the fucking ignorance that I would hear. I just didn't pay it no mind. I, I just I would just sit and I would look. When people would say stupid shit, I'd just look at them stupid and they'd be like, oh, bitch, I didn't mean to get you to get in your feelings. And I'm like, bitch, I'll put my foot in your ass. But just stop being so stupid. I, I, I hate to say it, but there's so much stupidity in the black gay community that it just pisses me off. And all I right. I uh, all of it, but well, thank you so much, Jamal. <laughs> um, I, I want Keith to say a look. Keith, keep keep your comment short, baby. But I want you to give your response. Said, uh, to be honest, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, Keith, hold on. Keith, 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 hold on. Keith? You, just so you, boy, you be ready. No, uh, before um, Keith, after you finish, I'm gonna let Mariah. I I have to allow her the opportunity to respond because she right, does. Right. She's the film queen. Let her go. Uh-huh. Um, transgender lady. Um, so go ahead and keep, go ahead, Keith, and say what you want to say, and then we'll let Mariah. Oh, to be honest, to be honest, 
to as a butch queen, sometimes I feel some type of way when I see a butch queen or when I see a butch queen going with a film queen. I feel some type of way because I'd be like, oh, why are they going with a film queen? They come to the butch queen. I feel some type of way. Okay, and Mariah. Okay, Mariah. Well, I'm not. I'm not at all enthused by that last comment, but I know where the question is coming from, but, you know, mm-hmm. and as someone that I know, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I just feel like it's not the heterosexuals, they have nothing to do with, you know, with this. I feel like the problem is it's our community. Right. I feel like I feel like if, if I just feel like, feel like if people would, would mind their business, and be involved in their own relationships, then there would be no fuss about anything. And no one should feel a certain kind of way about anyone dating anyone because at the end of the day, we all have our different flavors. We all like what we like, and we're attracted to what we're attracted to. So you shouldn't feel a certain kind of way because this person likes this color or this person likes this color. We're entitled to that as human beings. I mean, I have a best friend who's a bush queen, and everyone thinks that we were dating or we fucked. PSA, we've never had sex, nor will we ever have sex. We're just really good friends. And that's the problem with all of this. Everyone needs to mind their own business, which I know it will never happen, but every girl is entitled to that option, to date a butch queen, to date another tranny, to date a drag queen, to date anyone that they want to date, to date a stud, to date a real feminine female. That Mm -hmm. is the option that we have. No one is entitled to feel any kind of way about who you're dating. The only reason that they feel some kind of way is that they possibly want who you're with. That's the bottom line. All right. And well, that's thank all you. I have to say. Well, thank you so very well, much. Never been with, I ain't never been with a real female, so I can't see myself being with a... Uh, 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 Wait, uh, who said they're doing no real female? A tranny, so just... Wait. Right, just me. Okay. Now, um, hold on. We're done. We're done with that. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I'm all for the betweens and the transgender women being together. It's whatever. Um, but I'm going to take a question from the audience, so or the listeners, rather. So if you have a question, go ahead and press the one for me now. And I'm, excuse me, I'm about to pick somebody. So let's see who, I, who's, who I'm going to pick. Um, let's see, let's see. Okay. 404 is the area code, and 0132 is the last four digits of the phone number. 404 is the area code, well, okay, 404 is the area code, and 0132 is the last four digits of the telephone number. You are now on the line with Micah, Stephen, and the Uncut panel. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hey, what's up? Um, this is uh, MCK Dupree from Atlanta. Um, what's going on, everybody? Hey. How you doing? Hey, fine. How are you? All right, all right. Um, I was, I've been listening to this. Hey, what's going on? What's up, uh, Key? <laughs> um, hey. I've been listening to the show for a minute, and um, I just wanted to make a few comments. Basically, um, kind of just touching on each kind of each um, subject I've been talking about. Going back to um, public affection. Um, I feel like. How quick can you make this? Because I'm about to put my timer on you. Yeah, I can How make quick it. Can you make I can make it real, real quick. I can make it real, okay, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, going back to public affection, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like 
um, with with the way the world is going nowadays, you know, like I think it's it's it's, it's kind of becoming a little bit more accepted. Um, it's it's weird that y'all ask that question because just today, I saw for the first time two guys holding hands in public, and uh, it was at underground, you know, and they was walking through underground oh, okay. Atlanta, holding hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> you know. So okay. It was interesting, you know. Yeah. So times are evolving, you know. So you know, but I can't personally. I can't do it. Um, because it's the 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 realm of uh, entertainment that I'm in, you know, so I have an image to hold, but I'm all for it. Um, okay. Okay. When it comes, to, yeah, when, when it comes to um, the other question where y'all talked about, um, you know, sex being a a, a vital part in the relationship, um, you uh-huh. know, versus somebody who you know that is willing to take care of you, et cetera. Um, I, you know, it's kind of like a a two way bid, you know, because you know that person may have certain insecurities about the relationship because he feels like if he can't please you sexually, you know, then you might, you know, you're willing to look for it elsewhere, you know, and then it'll cause problems, especially if, if, if they're, you know, driven as far as, like, you know, being on a, in an exclusive type relationship, you know, and even when it comes to open relationships, like, I thought y'all was going to get to that part too, you know, a little bit because, you know, how vital are open relationships when it comes to dating as well, you know. Kinda, I just think, you know, I really think that's important nowadays because, you know, when, when you're up front and, you know, you're open and honest about everything, there's nothing mm-hmm. to hide. You know, it's like, well, you know, well, fuck it. Let's do it, you know, because men are, you know, attracted to the physique by nature, you know. So, right. yeah, that was that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, so very much for the comments, and I, I thank you for listening. I can definitely tell that you are listening attentively, so I definitely thank you for that. And uh, you have a good one. Continue to support my show, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Okay. I, I'm, who was that? Was that Mariah or Keith? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it had to be one of y'all. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> keeping it real, as y'all kept saying, you know, it's uncut, but, you know, keeping it real. Have you ever, and this is going to go to, I just got to pinpoint somebody. I'm going I'm to pinpoint Trey Fonz. And I'm going to pinpoint. Uh, I'm going to go with Trayvon first. If I need somebody else's, I'll, I'll ask. Uh, keeping it real, have you ever given oral sex with a condom? And why do you think people aren't as strict in reference to protection during oral sex as they are with penetration? Well, to honestly answer the question, have I ever given oral sex with a condom? No, I have not. And simply because with the studies that have shown that things are as easily caught or passed through oral sex. So, though I should probably be using one, I just don't because I'm one of the people who think when it comes to oral, I'll going to be all right. Hey, that's just me when it comes to oral. I'm like, you know, understand. Okay, child, don't brush before, don't brush, don't brush a certain percentage before, don't brush a certain percentage after. Hey. So 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 what about I mean so what if you have something going on in your mouth that you don't know about? Hello. I'm and that and that comes with being aware of your body. Yeah, you it, yeah it could possibly be something that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. But if you're in tune with what you got going on, then you will know. Okay, well no, nah, we can't say like that right now because I got X Y Z going on. Because I mean I think if you normally know that you have something like that going on where you can't do it, then why do it? And then also me being the person that knows that I'm going to do it unprotected, then I'm going to also be up on that type of stuff too so I know if I can or cannot do something like this. Okay. 
Okay. All right. And uh, DK, uh, give me your response. Um, I've never done it before, but I have a fan of like and I'm looking like, okay, but um, no, I've never done it before. I just had it done to me before, but I'm like, it's weird because, you know, man, like, I've never, like, seen that happen before, like, just me. So I was like, okay. But, I mean, it's, it's for me, it's not really much of a, like, a difference versus, you know, doing it without the comp over the comp. Because, I mean, if you know what you're doing, you can still, you know, give up that feeling. It's just got an extra layer over your penis. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. That That's you. You said you. Who said I did? Was that Jamal? Yeah. Oh hell no! Fuck that! I did too. That's a tremendous. Well, I, I I played a game with it. Oh, what was the game? Was fun game. Oh, was the game? <laughs> um. Well, it was different flavors. It was like chocolate, vanilla, and other things. And then also, I brought in Hennessy shot, and I laid a towel out, and like going up and down with it, like putting the condom on with your mouth. Okay, so you were doing the shot. Um, uh, well, actually, it was 69 and with shots. Oh, oh, wow. On top of the condom. And, oh. and they were flavored. Mm. So, so, so I'm sure it was a tasty a, a evening. <laughs> huh? I'm sure, I'm sure it was a tasty evening. It was tasty and drunk. It was, it was everything. You was drunk, you was drunk on love? <laughs> I was drunk. I was <laughs> watermelon. Water yes, yes, God. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, Stephen, go ahead. Okay, next question. What practices do you guys do to ensure that the other party is prepared for intercourse? For example, do you do the sniff test? Do you do the finger swipe, which is my favorite? <laughs> or do you do the lift note test? And I'm going to to Rico. Tariko? Well, actually, it would, it would be the sniff test because... For anybody that knows me personally, they know that I have one fetish, and that that particular like fetish, it like really requires the other person to be like really really clean. So my thing is when I get down there. <laughs> so my thing is when I'm going down there, you know, you kiss around, and I try to sniff. Right. So mine would be I do the sniff test and make sure, and if something, even if it's a little too sweaty or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. want to embarrass you. I don't. I don't want to cause a situation, so we just kiss or oh, let's just lay and hug and cuddle. So has anybody has anybody on the line ever um, get you know they gave somebody head or whatever or was proceeding to give them head and it make it kind of smelled like piss down there, like oh, they yeah. had. <laughs> somebody say yes. Jamal. Jamal. Okay, and what was your yeah, reaction? Like and what was your reaction? You came. They could at least watch them. What was my reaction? Yeah. What was your reaction? Everything okay. stops. Okay. Everything stops when you don't have hygiene. First of all, you're a nasty motherfucker to know that mm-hmm. we about to do something and and you you stink. I'm sorry. And you're not even ready. You're not even ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even ready for your attack. No, right. attack me. I feel I feel assault, uh, insulted. I feel assaulted. It's time for me to go. Okay. All right. Here's here's another one. Um, because we we, we 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 only have 29 minutes, so I'm, I'm trying to come through. Um, and these are the good ones too. Um, deep throating is not for everyone, and gag reflex was intended by nature. 
It seems as though everyone's idea of good head these days is a reflection of their favorite scene from a popular DVD or video. What type of head do you prefer to give and receive while in the act overall sex? So do you like pretty head or do you like gutter butter head? And explain your response. I want Tariko, Hernandez, and Mariah to answer the question. I prefer like the gutter gutter head. I knew that's it. Just, that's, that's just hardcore. And you going in, and while you going in doing your thing, you know, um, doing whatever I need to do to you, and you just giving it to me how we need to do it, and we just making it a hundred. Okay, all right, and Hernandez. I mean, shit, I like to feel your jaws, like your inner gun back there, a little nibble on my head. Um, not everybody know how to spit on it, but it's a certain kind of that you can conger that to make it sticky. And I like that, but within your mouth, but not everywhere on my dick. Oh, okay. And what about you, DK? Wow. Don't, tell me you, don't tell me you haven't done it before. So, DK, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, one, like, there's only, like, one person that has that thing. She to me, and I actually like it, but I'm not the biggest fan of she floated. It just irritates me. Um... But me, um, <laughs> when I'm actually getting head, like, I like to make sure that I work the head more than anything, because that's what I like. And I know that if I'm doing it, how I like to be done, oh, she's going to enjoy it. So. Okay, well, um, and I, I think that the, the most professional person on this line will be able to tell me, um, well, no, go ahead, Mariah, and then, I, and then, I, then I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Mariah, what's your response? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I like it nasty. Um, as long as it's safe, we can do whatever. I mean, I like to please my man, and I like definitely like him to please me. So it's whatever. Like I said, as long as it's safe, we can get nasty. Okay. So, um, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the professional, um, and I want Keith to tell me what is gutter butter head. What is that? Uh, everybody has their own definition, but can I like to say I don't like to deep throat. I like to suck dick. Mm-hmm. I like to suck it, make it wet. I like to suck mm-hmm. dick, and I don't like nobody to deep throat me. Oh, I cannot stand that. Okay, so so uh, why can't I like it? Good, but it's uh, I guess. Did you say? Wait a minute. Did you say I was professional? I just um, <laughs> so don't be people. Don't be inboxing me. I'm not a <laughs> no. I, I call you professional because you like porn. So go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh! I guess I don't know. You got to tell me because my definition may be a, a different. Okay, so Stephen, since, since Stephen came up with the question, let's ask Stephen what is gutter butter head. Gutter butter head is basically the whole situation with the free falling of spit and the shaking of the head and the neck. It's like oh, a yeah. demon has taken over you while you sucking dick. It's just like all of a sudden you just begin to, to shake and do all these unnecessary movements just to, you know, fulfill that that whole that visible situation of sucking dick. You spitting on it. You just doing all this gutter-ass shit that you probably wouldn't yeah, want to do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the type of dick I raised you right. I raised you right, Stephen, yes. Yeah. 
Okay. So what what we're gonna do now is I'm going to play an audio for you guys really really quickly, and then um I want Mariah, Jamal, and Trey Song to to respond. Um I'll play the audio really quickly, and then I'll ask the question, and then I'll get your responses. So hold the lines for me. Our fascination with the human form, especially our private parts, is nothing new. Whether it's an artistic taste for smaller or the notion that bigger is better, it's all about size. Today, in our social media-driven world, we're exposed to an almost daily dose of TNA, including some folks whose private parts aren't so private anymore. And even though studies reveal that average sizes for penises and breasts remain unchanged, we still ask, does size really matter? Is bigger actually better? Is it neat to be petite? Or after thousands of years, is it all in the eye of the beholder? All right. So um, so does size really matter? And if so, explain. Um, and I want to hear from Mariah, Jamal. Did I say, did I, yeah, Mariah, Jamal, and Trey Song. Um, well, this is Mariah. <sighs> well, yes, size does matter. And I'm open, I'm an open book about this. If you ask any one of my friends, they'll tell you. I am what you call a size queen. I mean, okay. I'm from New Orleans, theoretically a home of the big, big trade. So, yes, <laughs> size does matter. Okay, and what, and what, and what size? And what what size do you prefer, and what's the smallest you go? <laughs> the smallest that I like is maybe an eight and a half. Okay. Nine. Smallest? That's the smallest. Okay. What's the I like something to play with. I want something to play with. I want something that I can grab onto. I want something, you know, this is exciting. Something small is not going to excite me. I okay. want something that I can big. Eight and a half is big, right? Or no, that's not big. It's okay. Eight and a half is big. Fuck that. That is big. Nine is oh, a maximum. Wow. Nine is a maximum for her. Oh, okay, wow. Jamal, what, what, what's your um your thought? Um, well, I think yes, size does matter, but not for what the reasons that everybody thinks. Um, okay. I I hate. Big ass dicks. Number one, I got enough dick for me and you. Um, I have almost oh. nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also, and also, when you're versatile, um, I'm versatile. I'm straight verse. So getting fucked for me, I don't need your. I don't. I could. If I had my own dick, I wouldn't fuck me with it. I wouldn't want me to fuck me with it. Um, because my dick is. Too big for me, so oh. you, know work it, you know what you're doing. Like eight, seven, but don't have no tiny ass penis. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what's tiny? What's tiny to you? What's tiny to you? Okay. Well, I have no bounds on race, so I'ma just lay it out there that mm-hmm. I've had Asians before. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just that's just the only thing we could do is I could fuck them. That that was it. Okay. Okay, and Trey Song. Um, the size really matter. Size does not matter. I, mean, I, 
and I say that because I think if people follow like a post that we all were um, on like weeks ago on Facebook, and I mentioned that all, mainly the guys that I have dated and talked to in the past, within the past four years, all of them have averaged the small meat. So my thing is with that being fully versatile, I don't want a person with big meat all inside me for the simple fact of I just, I just don't want that because, you know, you could tear something, hurt something, rip something, mess something up, and then two weeks from now you've gone, and then I'm left right. feel, you know, out of order, and now I'm going to move on to the next person, and the next person, fully, fully, I can't I give can't them what they need because, because I'm never out to you, never gone. So, no, give me average to small like I've been had within the last four years. So, so you know, we can keep things in order just in case things don't work out. Okay. So um, I, all I need is... Trayton has left the conference. Oh, Trayton has hung up on us. Okay, so what I need is uh, a, just a response. It's uncut or circumcised. What do you prefer? So, Tariko, give it to me. Uh, circumcised. Okay, so you prefer circumcised. DK? Circumcised. All right, Key? <laughs> oh, Key don't got no response. Key? They done kick Key got the oh, library. Cut, 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 Oh, cut, okay. Cut. Um, circumcised. Okay, uh, Trayton is gone. Um, we don't know what he wants. But Mariah, what's your preference? Circumcised. Okay, Hernandez, your preference? You know, cut all the way. Okay. okay. Dangerous. Okay, okay. it's a ball. Same, circumcised. Okay, so, Tariko, tell us why you chose um, circumcised. Well, personally, I just think from my experience, uh, I've been well-versed in life. I think it's... Um, just a lot cleaner, and as far as the transactions and everything, it's a whole lot smoother as far as everything that we're doing in the way I like it. So that's why I say Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And what we're going to do, we're going to take a call from one of our listeners, area code 816, last four digits of the telephone number is 1440. 816, last four, the telephone number is 1440. You are now on the line with Micah, Stephen, and the Uncut Panel. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please. <laughs> Hello? You're on the line. Okay, eight one six fourteen forty. Thank you so very much. Has arrived. Um, we're going to go to. I'm going to let me see. We're going to go to area code two four zero. Last four the phone number seven three four eight two four zero seven three four eight. You are now on the line with Micah Stephen and the Uncut Panel. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. Hmm. All right, he, he, no child, they're not listening. We're gonna we're gonna go back. To we go, okay, we're gonna go back to eight one six. We're gonna well, did eight one six disappear? Let me see, let me see, let me see okay. what child. he must have. So let's go to five o two. I hope I didn't go to you already. Five o two, last four. Oh, I'm sorry, eight one six is here. Eight one six fourteen forty. 
You are on the line with Micah, Stephen, and Uncut Channel. Please state your name, where you're calling from. A question, please. Okay, I have more statements and questions. This is Ricky. Well, Slick. Everybody knows me as Slick. Hello, everybody. Oh. Okay, and, and, and Slick um, was a part of the hey, part two. Hey, all the Texas. Slick was a part of the yes. part, um, part two, Raw and Uncut. So go ahead, um, Slick. Um. Well, first and foremost, this was, like, so unorganized because everybody's talking over each other, so I couldn't understand who was who. So I really have a lot of statements that were made to I don't know who because – well, so I guess if you hear me say something about what you're saying, you can you feel free to respond. First was the – Okay, and third, Slick, you're not going to call my show unorganized. Unfortunately, call I'm them not, unorganized because I – because hold on, hold on, because I told them – I gave them a brief. You already know how I do. I gave them a brief, and, yeah, I'm calling you out. Of course, they didn't, you know, things got out of hand. After I said what I said, I think they got themselves pretty much in order. But go ahead and go with your questions or your comments. Go ahead. Okay, well, first was with the PDA. Of course, like when everybody first started messing around with boys when they took the action to actually want to do that, (laughs) of course everybody was scared to, you know, do that in public if they wanted to do it, they weren't going to do it because they didn't want to be called a fag or be even outed if they wasn't already out or the person that they were with was uncomfortable. Then the second thing that I was, like when Tariko said what he said about everybody, about the situation with the people messing with somebody that they're now dating but they didn't know, and then everybody was just saying that they needed, that he needed to, what was they? What did they say that he needed to? Um, I guess reevaluate his friendship or think about his friends. Well, maybe he already uh-huh. knew that his friends are, you know, how they are. So that's the reason why he didn't touch the situation. That doesn't mean that he has to reevaluate it. That just means he already knows the situation isn't where it needs to be. So don't bring my men or the person that I'm trying to get to know around everybody or somebody that they already had, should I say? Because. Okay. I mean, everybody's not comfortable, and that's just how he felt about it. But me personally, I mean, I wouldn't get too fucked, honestly, because what, what the, whatever, whoever's right. past is whoever has, you know, that's their past, and whatever y'all did, I mean, if y'all going to do right. it again, I y'all going to do it. Huh? Uh-huh. 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 Oh, I, I don't know who it's. Yeah, go ahead, Slick. I don't know who that was. Go ahead, Slick. Continue. No, I was saying, oh. he, to me, I was saying, I was agreeing with you. I felt that same way, that the past is the past. So what it has to do with y'all friendship. friendship. Right. Exactly. Because, I mean, if y'all going to do something, y'all going to do it regardless. Rather, if I bring him to the restroom with me, if I leave out the room, y'all going to do it regardless. But that's just how he felt about it, and everybody kind of felt like, you know, he should have reevaluated the friendship, which really doesn't really mean that. It's just that that's how he feels about the situation. But mm-hmm. and then also with the Mariah, everybody had a, a – I, I think a lot of people had something against Mariah saying that she had sex every day, rather if it was by herself with someone, whether she was getting banged or she was banging somebody. That's her business. Like, why do y'all care if she's fucking and sucking or doing whatever she's doing on a daily basis? Because that's her addiction or that's what she likes. Like, she might not be getting fucked, I mean, because we all know that a lot of femme queens like to bang out the between So a lot of people just had a – I've seen a lot of things on Facebook about that that a lot of people had a problem with. But my question mm-hmm. here is to DK. Are you there? Who? I'm here, baby. What's up? I'm here. Ooh. Okay, so when earlier when we they were talking about 
I guess, being gay is a sin. And you said it was bad, but yet it was good. I was kind of unclear about what you meant about by that, by saying, oh, I guess, were you I saying that it was bad? Be- were you saying it was bad because of I what the Bible said or what but you read in the Bible? Oh, you said that it felt good. So my thing right. is this. If you feel like it felt good, then why do you feel like it's bad in a sense because of what you've read? Because I, I personally feel like, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel like that, but I'm just saying I personally feel like if, if something feels good to me, normally my conscience and my first instinct is always going to tell me if it's bad. So if it feels good, regardless of what I read, that has nothing to do with my instinct. My instinct always tells me something's bad or not. So why do you feel like it's bad because you read in or you were taught this that the Bible says homosexuality is bad or was it just because that's just what the Bible says or was it a kind of like combination of both? It's a combination of both. It was more so feeling condemned more than um, anything because um, for me, I haven't... You know, a lot of people, like, you know, like I heard a lot of people say, you know, they came out to their family or, you know, they 100%, you know, good with themselves, et cetera. I haven't, per se, just came out, oh, mom, I like boys. I haven't done that. I mean, although something happened in the past, my mama thinks that, you know, because I don't go, like, you know, how I may acting like around my friends, I don't act like that at home or in the streets or something like that. So my mama, you know, I don't think she have known was Caleb and his girlfriends or Caleb and these girls like my son or this, that, and the third. I ain't never say mama will, you know, although these girls be on me, I like dude. I never did that. So, you know, with her teachings or in the pastor and my auntie, it only made me feel like, okay, well, this is bad. But inside, I feel, you know, like, okay, I'm cool, like, it's good. That's just like, shit, you allergic to peanut butter, but when you eat it, it tastes good. Same thing. Okay. Well, thank you so very much, Slick. Um, I appreciate you for calling me and giving some comments, baby. Appreciate it. Uh, I am way, uh, I think I have another um I'm going to go ahead and, ooh, I hope this person, whoever you are, okay, I hope that your your question is really, really quick or whatever because I do want um, Stephen to tackle this last question um, really, really quickly because it's very important. Um, let me go to, okay, 50, is it 504-1415, 504-1415, you are on the line. Micah, Stephen, and the uncut, uncut panel, please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question, please. This is Bernard. Y'all know who I am by now. It's too much to say. But um, uh, as far as the situation is concerned with the friendship and dating thing, um, first I want to say, like, the whole friendship, it all starts with, with you knowing your relationship with your friendship. Not everybody, not everyone that calls somebody a friend is actually a friend friend. You have friends who you chill with and hang with, and then you have friends who are actually friends. So as far as the whole dating somebody and then they find out situation is concerned, the way you answer this question tells where your priorities are. Because if you say that um, you don't care about them dating a friend or whatever, they must have been last and they must have just considered you a fuck, that means you finding love or the potential you see in this person is more important to you than your friendship. Because I personally don't see why anybody would want to be with someone 
like in a relationship that the next person or somebody that they be with every single day or a lot of they spend a lot of their time with them fuck like I don't want you knowing like you know, we in, we chilling in the house or well, whatever, and, you know, they have that kind of relationship. Like, anybody I fucked up, nine times out of ten, I fucked them twice. So if I'm going to play with them, if, you know, if I'm going to have an intimate relationship with them, then that's going to go beyond whatever. If I see them on a regular, we might play around or whatever, so that's supposed to stop because you're dating them? No, you're supposed to have consideration for that existing relationship before you get into it with them. So my personal opinion on that is if I if I'm start getting into dating someone or whatever and I find out my friend fucked them, they had phone conversation no matter how long, that's a wrap on that relationship. They got there's too many niggas out here to be like fucked up about one dude. Then the whole sex situation, uh, I don't have a, a, a opinion about it. I mean, I don't have a criticism about it. I just think that everybody should kind of sort of say respect everyone's opinions because everyone is, like, different on whatever level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you All right. drop that nigga? Bernard, I think that question was to you from Hernandez. I'm listening. You going to drop that nigga? I did who? Oh. I said, are you going to drop Hello? that nigga? Am I going to drop who? The boyfriend. If, if, if I'm friends with someone, they're going to know within Are you going to drop the boyfriend? Months. Hell yeah. I don't care if it's Are been five you months. You fuck my friend, it's over with. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm going to drop Okay, so you even saying, you you saying but, listen, but listen to you how you saying, though. You gonna, what if you go through this trademark with every other person you meet? Our community is so big. But you know what he said, though, that was so, so prevalent? It was like he was saying that friends, you have different friends at different situations, and I didn't even think about that when we were talking about it because I have friends and then I have friends, like the ones that I'm at Kiki with, but inside of, like, personal business and stuff like that and being inside my house and cooking for I don't really girlfriend with you like that or really Kiki with you like that. So I totally get, Bernard, where you coming from there. No, exactly. I didn't look yeah. at that point. I get that say? point. So, yeah. I mean, because we could like, like people, we may have people we just chill and go out with, like go to the club or whatever. We may hang out and go to barbecues and shit, but that don't make us friends. My friends are my bitches who, like, I've been rolling with. Like, I'm still friends with people I was friends with in middle school, 15, 16 years or whatever. That's my people. Like, oh, okay. no nigga never come before them. So, the nigga you with. And so what? Move on. Why are you going to put so much into and some bullshit? Right. So you, that's what I'm about. saying. You never Anybody supposed gotta to drop put nobody. Anybody got to dismiss nobody. That's just doing the most. Like, you want to be so extra with the situation. <laughs> okay, so, so Bernard, okay, so, so hold on, Bernard, hold on, Bernard, hold on, Bernard, hold on, Hernandez. So what I'm getting, what I'm going to say, we got six minutes, but I like this conversation. Okay, so what I'm getting, Hernandez is, Hernandez is saying, and I don't know what, somebody, I don't know why I have an echo, but Hernandez is basically saying, Bernard, why, um, why it put so much uh, interest and time and thought into all of that? When you just go ahead and get to know that person, why just why just drop them because they had one of your friends? Is that right, Hernandez? Right. Right. What you waste all that energy and to put that little energy? It must not be nothing right. there if you could just drop it. Because the the only reason for me is it's because a conflict what? of interest. I'm not I'm not about enough. to. Right. I'm not about to leave that. You know how many times uh, most people what they'll do is so that you don't. 
think it's a problem. They won't tell you that, oh, well, whatever the case may be, we dated or whatever, we broke up, but I actually had feelings for them. They're not going to say that because they know you're going to feel some type of way. So they're going to be like, oh, no, it's cool. When okay, well, guess what? That's where your friendship comes may in. Even like it's person. only going to go how far you take it. It's only going to go right. how far so, you take it. So your, for friend, me, your friend can take it there, but guess what? You don't have to take it there. I personally am not going to jeopardize a friendship. You can put that situation mutual <laughs> however you go about it. Like I said, and like, you know as I said earlier, that, 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 tell, that okay, tells me what your priorities are. Your potential and the potential of that relationship or the potential that you see between you and that person is more important to you right. than the, the existing friendship that you already have. Okay, let me pose this question to Bernard, and then we're going we're gonna to close it. Bernard. You're dating, this is an example, you're dating someone, uh, I'm going to say eight months. At that point, there's, there's something there, emotion there, you, you care for a person. Who's to say? You may even be somewhat in love with the person at that point. Okay, so you guys are in that situation. Okay, you go out somewhere and you, they meet your best friend or your Judy or your whoever, and you find out that maybe a year or so ago, they used to have dealings, and they had some, and they were, they were regular cut buddies or whatever didn't know each other or whatever, didn't know that you was involved with that person, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, are you, so are you telling us that you're now going to drop that young man after eight Why? months? Okay, Why? and first I'm going to say I'm not going to get eight months with anybody without them meeting my best friend. Okay. That, that's not going to happen for one. But to answer the question, the question, me, honestly, question. yes, I cannot do it. I can't do it, period. Somebody I'm with. I cannot be with them knowing they had any intimate dealings with a best friend of mine. Now, if there's somebody I'm going okay. to the club now, with, now I don't care if y'all fuck situation. each other's brains out two or three, four times a day right. or whatever. That's not no see, real, you know, no real bond right there. You the friend that's, that, that, that makes everything complicated. You the, you yeah. the one who's no. corrupt to everybody now, listen, else. Listen, listen. No, 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 I don't expect the same thing from the friend. To, and you're corrupting your friend. Okay. They don't, but they don't have to do that for me. I'm going to do it for them. If they don't make it bad for my friend, because no, they don't you're have to doing do that. For yourself, but, I'm but you not realize you corrupt a lot of people's environment. Then what it is? What? All right. Well, okay. I a million in one niggas a day. Like to drop one over eight months ain't nothing to me. When I've been Bernard, Bernard, Bernard. Okay, I want. I love. Why do we have to wait? Bernard, what I want you guys to do? Let's finish this conversation via the Facebook post. So Hernandez, I'm going to tag you in it, and then you guys can have that conversation, okay? But thank you so much, Bernard. Now you know my insane message. So here we go. Now Facebook, baby, Ian. You don't. Hey, thank you so very much for always staying tuned and in tune to the talk with Micah and friends. I want to thank special thanks to Stephen Dwayne um, for co-hosting with me on this evening. I want to also thank my lovely panelists, DK, Tariko, Keith, Trayson, Mariah, Hernandez, and last but certainly not least, Jamal. Thank you guys so very much. I had a wonderful time. I hope that everyone out there was for, um, thoroughly entertained, um, and maybe you were inspired. I don't know. And then, of course, you got to know just a little bit more about the seven individuals that I had on tonight's show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I just want to say a special announcement. On uh, In the summer, probably around June, July-ish, I'm actually going to have a supersized raw and uncut. Supersized raw and uncut. It's just going to just be a discussion. No questions asked. No, no topics, you know, pinpointing any topics. We're just going to get on the line. We're just going to talk. 
you know, I'm going to allow the guests to be able to just talk and say whatever they want to say, whatever they want to talk about or bring to the, to the panel. And I'm going to pick people from part one, part two, part three, as well as the Ron Uncut tea edition that I had with the transgender ladies. So I'm going to pick some individuals from those series or those installments, and I'm also going to be able to pick one or two of you out there. So just stay tuned for that announcement, okay? All right. Well, as you guys know, I always like to end each week with a quote of the week. So here's this week's quote. Those who matter take notice, give recognition, and celebrate your accomplishments. Everyone else, simply it's not important. I'll say it one more time. Those who matter take notice. They give recognition, and they celebrate your accomplishments. Everyone else, they're simply not important. Until next time, you guys be blessed. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.